Welcome to Best Served, a podcast recognizing unsung hospitality heroes. Join Chef Jensen Cummings as he chops it up with industry leaders about the humans who've impacted their lives and careers. From childhood guides, to ass-kicking mentors, to the team members in the trenches that make it all happen. Help us celebrate these rock stars by sharing our show and nominating your own unsung hospitality heroes. Connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Now here is your host. What's up, everybody? Jensen Cummings here. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Today is Best Served Podcast 356. Meet the team. Love, love this series. Uh, We're talking today with Camille Shoemaker. This is Tell Your Best Story, episode number 15. Meet the team. I am so lucky to get to interact with all of you so many times, 350 plus, that's just this series. Over 400 times we've been able to communicate, interact, and I'm so grateful for that opportunity. Yet there are so many other people now, believe it or not, that are behind the scenes making this actually work. And I'm excited you've gotten to meet Andrew Parr, business partner, ops, finance guru, you've gotten to meet Sophie Breaker, who's here today behind the scenes, always running the show. Uh, Corey, who's uh, always all over making sure that the audio video is on point for what we do. Karen Savory, who's doing design. And we want to keep meeting people. This is all about the human experience of what we do in hospitality. And that means what we do at Best Served as well. So I'm excited to introduce you to Camille. And for the next four episodes, you'll be meeting all the editors from the 86-86-86 challenge, which we talked about last episode and uh, met some of the writers, so I'm excited to introduce you to them. All right, it's enough babbling for me. Camille, let's bring Camille in to speak with us now. Camille, good to see you. Good to see you too, thanks for having me. Absolute honor. Uh, I actually was also on your show, a little plug for your show. We'll make sure and drop a link. You're doing some IG live stuff, talking about nostalgia, so that was super fun. Uh, I wanna start off with talking about your personal trajectory, and I think you have a unique kind of perspective in this because you very much came up as that chef, that brewer, that farmer, right? And now we're thinking about writing and thinking about editing and publishing. And so uh, I want to hear a little of the background. So give us, what was the what was the first job? Where'd you start out? When'd you catch the hospitality bug? I mean, I've always been in hospitality. My first job was at Starbucks and I was there for four years. So I think that definitely set the tone. Your first job you were at for four years? That no, is I like some so. serious commitment to a first job. <laughs> I think it was the longest I've ever been at a job. It was my first job. So right. <laughs> set the tone. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I've always been in hospitality. I um, started out at culinary school and went to Johnson Wales and focused on pastries and then moved to New York and uh, did my master's out there at NYU and food studies. So focused way more on academia food, you know, so we talked about everything you don't really think about um, from culture, politics, history, science, um, all those elements that go into food that are kind of behind the scenes of restaurants and organizations that people don't really grasp that that's a Camille, huge this is this is so cool because now i get to know you through this show a little bit more as well i did <laughs> not know that you did a master's in in food studies at, at nyu yeah. now it makes a little bit more sense now the nostalgia project has a little mm-hmm. more context right you're looking at this almost from a uh anth- anthropological view, right? You're looking at the context of the human experience from a from a much wider lens than just the last 10 years of this industry. You're looking at historically, 
and the impact that it's had on on individuals, on communities, on culture, on the food system. So that is very fascinating to me. You and I are going to talk more about that. I'm, I'm <laughs> a big uh, history buff as well. I really like to know kind of because I'm such a futurist that the only right. way we can know how to move forward is if we can understand where we've come from. So now, now I need you to teach me a little bit. All right, that's the sidebar. We'll geek out on that a little bit later. So, so then talk about, you know, uh, more recently for you, let's get a little bit current, right? You've, you've done, you've been in the kitchen, you've, yep. you've been in the brewery, you've been on the farm, you kind of like are taking this, this 360 degree view. What's that been like for you? What, what have you learned? Impart a little knowledge on us. Um, I think just truly seeing all sides of the industry helps to just have kind of that well-rounded view for sure. Um, just being able to understand all parts of it. And obviously I've mostly been in the kitchen. I was only a farmer for about two years, so I can't, you know, fully grasp how hard it is to be a farmer because obviously I didn't last for very long because it is really hard. Two years is a lot longer than any of the rest of us in the kitchen. So the level of respect, I mean, I feel good about having taken 10 hours of farm tours and thinking I know more than most of us who are stuck in the kitchen. So the fact that you actually worked on the farm, respect for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. So I did one in upstate New York. And then I, um, when I moved back to Colorado, I actually worked in a greenhouse in Frisco. So went totally opposite because the growing season in Frisco is about May to uh, September. <laughs> so yeah. you can't grow much up here. Um, mm -hmm. So did that and was kind of in brewing and then realized I was out of food for a little bit and was still in love with it and just decided to go back to that. And um, so I've been, you know, I've done teaching. I was teaching at CMC for a little bit up here, Colorado Mountain College, um, teaching non-recreational, you know, recreational. So um, teaching to mostly people who are in their 50s and 60s how to cook mm. was interesting. Um, and then through that, my boss was a private chef and asked me if I'd ever considered it. And I hadn't. And I've been doing that now for two years and that's evolving and um, that's kind of developed my interest in writing a cookbook. Um, and now we get to the writing. Yeah. And that's kind of the goal. So I got in, you know, to some internships with Amanda Faison um, and then got connected with you because you need all this um, experience writing and a huge social media following to be able to write a cookbook. So <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. I just love this. And and shout out to Amanda Faison, yeah, uh, editor-in-chief at uh, Dining Out Magazine, formerly of 5280 Magazine. Definitely one of the uh, uh, the pioneers of the, the food media in Colorado. And so connected us as well as Zoe, who we're going to hear from a, a little bit later on and who are, you know, integral parts of the team. So excited to kind of hear that. Yeah, you've really seen all the aspects of the industry. And I can tell because you bring a lot of that to the thoughtfulness and the creativity that you have for kind of seeing, bet reading between the lines a little bit of like where somebody's coming from, because potentially somebody in the industry, you've actually even just dabbled in something that they're, they're working on. So I appreciate that. And also yeah. we want to make sure and support Sophie will drop a, a link to, to your private chef business, because cool. go, if you're, if you're up in the mountains, make sure and let Camille feed you. Uh, you won't be disappointed for sure. So, so now we get current, very current 86, 86, 86 challenge, right? Mm -hmm. Coming on to, to help us develop this system of being able to bring people's stories to life who've never written anything, many of them. And so, you know, there's inherent struggles and challenges with that because right. they're not professional writers. 
they they don't understand AP style. They don't understand, you know, how to bring their story to life. A lot of times these stories are starting from me seeing somebody's long Facebook post and saying, wait a minute, there's something there. And I have been so unbelievably moved and and inspired and devastated by these stories. I know you have, so many of us have. So give us a little insight and just broadly what you kind of see from this challenge. And then I want to talk about some specifics of, of how we're able to bring these stories to life. But what have you felt? What have you experienced over the last couple months of the, the challenge itself? I think in general, writing is super intimidating. I mean, I've always been intimidated by it because I'm not an amazing writer. And um, so I think just that, like, that in itself makes it, you know, scary for people who work in the industry because um, working in kitchens and stuff like that, you're doing the total opposite. You're on your feet all day. You're working with your hands. Um, you're not really writing it down. If you are, it's technically probably in a journal. It's, you know, and so it's just super intimidating and you have to be a really good writer to get published anywhere. So I think that's kind of the thought process for everyone when yes. you need to be an amazing writer to share your story. And so I think that's been inspiring seeing all of that. And even like you said, with the Facebook posts we have um, in Summit County, you know, it's pretty tough right now getting people um, in the industry. And someone just posted the other day, kind of ratting out a restaurant up here that was super unclean. And someone else commented about saying, what are you just a dishwasher? And they were. And that really like stuck with me because it's mm -hmm. just a dishwasher is not a thing, you know? you ask anybody else, would you go and do that job? Like, so I've thought about that and reaching out to that person to hear their story because their story matters just as much as the person that's serving your food and cooking your food and managing the restaurant. So Camille, please, please do that yeah. because yeah. you know, I believe that the dishwasher is the most important person in the building. Their yeah. work touches every single guest. Nobody else can actually say that. So I think they're, they're instrumental. Absolutely. And just a dishwasher, just a cook, like, you know, all, all of those tropes that we perpetuate, they're just, they're just not true. There's just yeah. these like false myths that we like built up to, you know, subjugate others and sometimes ourselves. Like we have yeah. imposter syndrome. So I, I appreciate you, you highlighting that. Yeah. Writing can definitely be intimidating. I want everybody to know, and we truly believe this. We've talked about this. Like you're a storyteller. If you touch people's lives through food, you're a storyteller. Yeah, you've chosen food as the medium for that. Mm -hmm. Like every, every single time you're sitting around swapping stories, talking about the this great sushi restaurant that you went to, you're telling a story. And sometimes I think we think we need these epic novel type stories to be able to be a writer. And we believe that you just need to write 250 words that express yeah. who you are, what you're about, what you love, what you hate, any of those things. Are important so i appreciate you highlighting, highlighting that let's talk about some of the specifics i want to get maybe a little technical for people right We're publishing all these articles you know there's a whole process of assigning the articles to different editors yeah. we're trying to work through that we're trying to figure out like do we hold them to this really rigid ap style we said no we need to let it be a little more fluid sometimes they may not have the the perfect composition yet it's a true expression of how they how they speak quite often you can tell that it's like it's a verbal story that they've tried to kind of put into written form and, yeah. and working through that you're editing it we're getting photos for it like all of these moving parts uh what have you kind of learned through that those steps of process of just what it really takes to get somebody's story actually published um i think just having that organization skill for sure i think it was same thing intimidating for me at first um because it's a whole different 
use of my brain um, where I'm usually not sitting down and writing. I'm going, going, going all the time. Um, so I think you guys were really amazing because you kept everything super organized. Um, but I think learning that system was um, great and just keeping everything intact is important because, you know, you can't always reach out to the person writing it. I don't think I, I got a response from a couple people, but most people don't have the time to respond, understandably. <laughs> so right. I think that organization key and yeah, like you said, understanding that it's not going to be this perfect style, but that's not the goal here. It's, you know, to have their story shared, not to have it in a perfect format. So Yeah. And I think in and of that, it still kind of was perfect. Like yeah. it was perfectly yeah. what it was supposed to be. Like it wasn't, it wasn't to style of, of professional <laughs> journalism in some cases, in other cases, it really was. I was very impressed with some of the, the writers saying, wow, this is like, this is legit you know, journalistic uh, approach that they took here. Uh, but it was so perfect. I just, every day, you know, every day I, I looked at these stories as we were publishing them. And and quite often I was like, oh, is this going to be a really bad story? Is it going to be like clumsy? And I'm just going to like suck it up and say, you know what, rah, rah, we're trying to be here for people. And I didn't really have that experience. Uh, so I think that was great. And from the technical aspect, to give people a little bit of a kind of a glimpse, we let the writers know that we will we will make sure that the composition, that the structure, that the grammar, punctuation, all of those things are, are, are properly done. We're not going to mess with your story. We're not going to try and, and add and understand layers of context stuff. This is, this is your story. And so, you know, the writers, a lot of times who will say, please help me just like make it sound right. And, right. Uh, and I think we did a really good job of that. And, and every story that I read and I looked some I was like I wanted to read the raw one and the finished one just to see that the editors were like staying true to that and I felt really good up about all of what we were able to accomplish and not having to change people's stories or tell them hey we need a rewrite like we didn't have to do rewrites on, on any of these which was really exciting as well so I want to to take a couple minutes and just like talk to people out there in the industry who have something to say who've been told they're just a dishwasher who are that person who's always cracking jokes always telling stories always the one who's like bringing life to the restaurant to the brewery to the farm we know those people those are who we want to hear from but again they kind of struggle with that imposter syndrome you've kind of been there you had to like say i want to write a cookbook i'm mm -hmm. going to push myself to get out of my comfort zone and go and put my stories pen to paper. So, you know, what do you want, what do you want to say to them that, that, that might help inspire them? This is your rah-rah moment. Uh, <laughs> that's my thing. Now it's your turn. Right. How can we get more people in the industry to write stories? What do you think? Yeah. Um, I think just, you know, taking away the intimidation factor, everybody out there wants to hear your story. Um, you know, don't let people tell you otherwise. If they don't, they're not worth your time, um, especially, you know, with the pandemic we've all gone through so much this year and all have like a deeper story to tell, especially in this industry and um, still being in it or even not being in it. If you left it, that's respectable, too. But I think um, taking away that intimidation factor where we want to hear your story. Um, so if there's people out there that don't, then again, it's not worth your time. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah, haters are going to hate, like, forget yeah. them. Right. There's hundreds and hundreds of thousands, millions of people in this industry that have your same experience, that are feeling you, that mm -hmm. want to hear from you because they recognize yeah. then you're empowering them, giving them permission to also share their story. 
And so it, it's not just the anointed few, they get to speak on the behalf of millions of people. And yeah, if people don't like your story, fuck them. Like <laughs> we want your story. Like okay. we are desperately wanting to hear your story. And uh, and I'm so grateful that uh, that you've been able to be a part of this and, and helping guide this process and Same. being introduced to, to so many writers. Uh, to totally put you on the spot, any story specifically that you edited that you felt like really spoke to you, that challenged you, that gave you new perspective, that uh, I'm just dragging on time so you can right. like try and remember an article. I know. Anything that um, really stands out to you? I forget the name of the author. I apologize for that. But it was one about leaving the industry. And I think that really stuck with me for sure um, through everything this past year, just the courage of someone having that and just saying, you know what, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, so I think that stuck with me because that takes a lot of bravery, especially if you've been in the industry for so long to leave it and start over. Like I can't even imagine, I don't know what I would do. So All right, we will track down that article. We'll make sure yeah. and link up that yeah. article because uh, there was, there's quite a few of those stories. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a couple things to that. One is you hear this a lot. Like it's all I know. It's all yeah. I've ever done. Cause so many of us get into it when we're young first mm -hmm. jobs, right? Nobody becomes an investment banker at 16. A lot of us get into the industry at 16 and so we get kind of sometimes trapped in it a little bit and feel like i can't do anything else but you can and we even say look if you need to leave the industry we can support that as well right. we hope to be able to bring you back someday and even attract others because we have a lot of work to do to build workplaces worth working a new type of industry mm -hmm. but like you have amazing transferable skills the abilities that you learn in a restaurant are are a snapshot of what it means to be human, what it means to be a part of the American culture, what it means to be a part of capitalism. Right. It's, a, it's a microcosm of the world at large. And so you have a lot of skills that you may or may not believe that you do. We do believe that you do. Yeah. And uh, and I'm excited to uh, to continue to get more and more stories out there. So okay. yeah, so grateful for the work that you've done, what I've learned. I'm very excited to also learn a little bit more now that I know that you got the masters from NYU and uh, and can learn a little bit, getting more depth and more context because we get stuck in this little bubble of you're only good as your next plate up, right? right? We're stuck in this individual moment and sometimes we need a little perspective. So I'm excited to have you help bring some more perspective. Camille, Camille Schumacher, everybody, appreciate uh, the work that you've done. Yeah, thank you. You've been an amazing mentor and I've learned a lot. So appreciate you. And the mentor mentee goes both ways. I'm not your mentor. You're my mentor and back and forth at, <laughs> at any given moment. Now even more so. So thank you yeah. so much. We'll let you go. Cheers. Cool. Thank you. All right, everybody. That is it for this episode, Besser Podcast 356. Camille, amazing voice for the industry, has really traveled throughout all of what food, beverage, and hospitality really means and, uh, and bringing that perspective to us. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited for you all to meet the uh, the rest of the editor team and to just get in touch with this 86, 86, 86 challenge and, and read these articles, meet these 86ers because they really are bringing those inspiring, devastating, groundbreaking stories to the forefront because we asked, because we said, we care about your story. We will pay you $86 for an article of anything you want to talk about. And, and I think that's a shift in media and storytelling that we need to really, really start to let sink in. 
it's a big struggle. It's a challenge to get people to believe that their story matters, that we want to hear it. But we're here for it. Appreciate you all. Go write your story. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Best Served Podcast. Subscribe to our show and connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Tune in next week to discover more unsung hospitality heroes.